Welcome back to My Spouse Made Me Watch It. I am Katie, a spouse. And I'm Justin. And today we're back again doing The Legend of Quarantine, Book Two, Spirits. Um, and one of your complaints in Legend of Korra Book One, Justin, was that there just wasn't enough mysticism. So how are you feeling knowing that Book Two is titled Spirits? Pretty good. Pretty good. I think it's... Um an opportunity to fix what they missed probably mm. is there a situation for you where there's just too much mysticism where you would say wait a minute this has crossed the line for me um i don't think so you're down for all the mysticism i mean i guess we'll see <laughs> we will see so um your predictions i'm a little bit worried about you this season because as i don't know if i brought it up on the pod but off mic uh i did inform you that book one was initially supposed to be just a one-off mini series mm -hmm. a sort of complete story so for book two they kind of had to jimmy in how to reset for longer series of seasons and they also for some reason are at a different animation studio just for this season uh so okay looks wise it'll be way different it's not way different it's just like it's like when you go to i don't know if you had this experience as a child actually this may be very like this may be specific to me <laughs> but when we would go to douglas when i was a kid uh my grandma would take us to like the mexican dollar stores Mm -hmm. And there would be like weird off-brand things that <laughs> had like one letter difference from like the actual thing. That's kind of where, where it falls. Like it looks... Like Dr. Pipper? Yeah, Dr. Pipper, that kind <laughs> of thing. It looks really close, but there's something just like a little bit wonky about it. Mm -hmm. And also, I don't know if I want to tell you this beforehand. I guess I will just so that way you can manage your expectations. Uh, but this will be the first time I have rewatched book two. So I've rewatched the series before watching book one, skipping to book three, going on to book four. I've never rewatched book two because I didn't like it. Interesting. So I just want you to manage your expectations that this may... But you also didn't rewatch book one of Avatar. This is worse than... Like, book one I didn't rewatch just because it feels the most like Saturday morning cartoons, and I'm just not, like, super interested in that. This one I didn't rewatch because, in my memory, it was bad. Okay. So I just want you to manage your expectations and know this one might be a little bit... The only way out is through. <laughs> It's true. To, to take a page out of Scientology's book. But let's go ahead and get into your predictions now that I've really set the bar low. <laughs> let's start with like the core four. So at the start of the season, where do you think Cora will be? I'm going to guess. Do you think there'll be a time jump? Well, I know that you said that there's a time jump at some point in Cora of like a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you already spoiled that for me. I did spoil that. <laughs> I guess that, yeah. Why not time jump now? Do you think this is the couple year time jump or do you think this is just a regular time jump? The couple year time okay. jump. Because they didn't know that they were going to be doing another show. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say a couple year time jump. Okay. All right, where, where do you think Cora is in a couple of years? 
you know, doing Avatar things. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, it's not going to be a two-year time jump because she's got to figure out the spirit spirits. Mm-hmm. The spirits. So a small time jump you're Yes, yeah, small with. time jump. Okay, small time jump. Is that all you got for Korra? Doing Avatar things? Yeah, I think maybe back with Tenzin doing air monk things. Like maybe she didn't magically master airbending automatically. Okay. So still working on some airbending, getting those skills together. How about our uh, brothers from the slums of Republic City? What do you think Bolin and Mako are up to this season? Um, One's being moody, one's being f- fun. One's being moody, one's being fun. Do you think Makora is going, still happening this season, still going strong? Uh, Probably. How do you feel about that? Not a fan. Do you think I'm I'm always wondered what the creative intent was behind Makora cuz it's clear that it's supposed to be like the Zutara stand-in. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I've always been curious like is it to throw was it to throw a bone to the Zutarans or was it to teach the Zutarans a lesson of like was it throwing in a bone and it went terribly awry or teaching them a lesson be like this is why we didn't do it because it's terrible. <laughs> and now you see it and you've looked into the face of it and you hate it. That's Congratulations. True. <laughs> That's true. It could have been punitive. <laughs> I like to think of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good way to think of it. So McCor is still happening. Uh, do you think Bolin's going to get any any love interest this season? No. Maybe him and the other girl will hook up or something. Yeah. yeah. Basami you're going for. Basami. <laughs> All right. Still Makora. You're still not liking it. Um, how, speaking of Asami, what do you think Asami is up to this season? What's she doing? I guess still fourth willing it. Maybe she has to run her father's automobile company. Fourth wheeling it and running her father's automobile company. All right. With the name Spirits, what do you think the conflict is going to be this season? I'm going to say Korra trying to reconnect to like the past avatars and or some sort of dangerous spirit realm thing that's happening that she has to try to figure out. Okay. A dangerous spirit realm thing. Maybe the thing that steals the faces. Oh, I think we might see Ko again. Ko Probably not. Face but... stealer. But just something like that, where like some sort of nefarious spirit is, yeah, doing nefarious things. Okay. And where do you think we'll be setting wise? Do you think we'll stay in Republic City? Do you think we'll set out and travel somewhere else? I think they'll start in Republic City and travel somewhere else. Where do you think they're going to travel? Maybe Bossing Say. I imagine we're going to meet other of Ang's. St- children we didn't really meet boomy yeah he was just like Woo! that was exactly why <laughs> other ang children uh do you think you will come around to lynn this season uh, is she even in this season i have no idea 
So I take it you're not looking for, you're not hoping for Lynn. If she's there, you're like, whatever. If she's not, you're also like, whatever. I keep forgetting that she's apparently not just a background character. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a core four of the youths. And then there's like a, a separate side series going on of the old people. Yeah. There's like a core two old people, Tenzin and Lynn, hanging out, doing adventures. <laughs> um how about the air children what do you think the air children are up to air things <laughs> <laughs> just also I, air things i didn't really consider i don't know did if, you care at all about any of the air children did the the air children speak to you at all i mean they were funny i guess yeah you know mm-hmm. the farting one didn't capture your heart no that one was a little bit over the top <laughs> The other ones were funnier. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. The other ones are okay. That one was a real like Rugrats character. Yeah, even he's animated very differently yeah, too than the sisters. Yeah, his head shape is all like Tommy Pickles' uh-huh. mushy head. <laughs> yep. Whereas the sisters have just like normal heads. Mm-hmm. I'm just one. like, I can't tell how old is this kid supposed to be. Sometimes he says stuff where he's like seven and then he does stuff where it's like, that's embarrassing for a seven-year-old yeah. <laughs> to be doing something like that. I always felt like Milo was like a like a four-year-old, like the oldest end of the toddler, but like not quite school-aged yet. Mm. But I don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's ever specific ages given to the younger uh, air children. Mm. All right. Would you have anything else? I imagine we'll get more flashbacks at some point. Okay. Do you think any of the conflicts from the first season are going to carry into the second season? Do you think they're going to work any of that in, or are they just going to pretend uh, like I it didn't I would love happen? to see them like establish some sort of parliamentary government in Republic City, but I imagine it's going to be more of a hand-wavy, like, that conflict is gone now. Okay. There's no more uh, complicated feelings between right. vendors and non-vendors in Republic City. Yep. Problem solved. Everybody's singing Kumbaya. There is no anti-bending sentiment in Republic City. And the little lamp mm-hmm. goes around. Okay. Is that all your predictions? I think so. All right. We are going to go ahead and watch the show then. If you would like to watch along with us, as always, uh, Legend of Korra is available on Amazon Prime. But if not, don't worry. Justin's going to give you a slightly long Reader's Digest version. <laughs> but and it'll slightly be convoluted. There. But it'll be there. So don't worry. We'll be right back. All right, we are back a little bit later than <laughs> it took us for Avatar or book one of Korra because book two of Legend of Korra is one of the most painful things <laughs> to watch. It's a bit of a slog. I forgot just how bad it was. Like, I'd never rewatched it again because I knew it was bad, but I didn't really remember just how bad it was until we were forced to watch it again. Yeah, the contrast is quite stark. Yeah. There was even one day, I can't even remember what the situation was, but for some reason, one of us or like both of us was like having kind of a bad day that day. And usually our like time to watch Legend of Korra is while we eat dinner. That's what we always do. But it was kind of a bad day that day. And we were both just like, 
I just can't handle it. I just it. can't do it. I can't do it today. <laughs> yeah. Um, so needless to say, this was a little bit rough. So we're not going to have that many things that we uh, liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Well, not... I can rattle off the things I like really quick. I guess that's true. It almost makes it easier to say the things that we did like because they were so small in comparison. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the things we like, let's go ahead and get that Reader's Digest of what Legend of Korra Book 2 was about in case you weren't able to watch along with us. Or if, like me, it was so painful you have repressed it deep into your memories. All right, Book 2 begins and... It is some amount of time forward, maybe a Mm -hmm. few months or so is kind of what it seems. Yep. And it is, everybody is hanging out in the South Pole. Yep. Or all, so Mako is, I guess they were in Republic City. Well, they were all there at first. Mako's a police officer for some reason. (laughs) Um, because in a cu- the ensuing couple of months, they've made wild changes to their life goals, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Mako's a police officer, him and Cora maybe have an apartment together. It's very confusing. It's never just <laughs> it's a little unclear. Really, it's, yeah, it's never very clear. Um, Asami is trying to run her dad's business. Bolin is... What is Bolin even doing at the beginning of this? Um, he's still on the fire ferrets at the beginning, but he has all new teammates and they're not doing oh, very yeah, well. Because for some reason the other two stopped doing that, which would seem like it the kind most of logical makes sense thing. For like Korra to be like Sure. Okay. Gotta go do Avatar things, but Mako being Mako, a police officer. It doesn't really make sense. Unless, like I suggested, there is no universal health care in Republic City. So Mako, you know, needed some to get on those government employee benefits. Yeah, needed some health needed insurance. Needed some health insurance. <laughs> they all decide that they are going to go down south in order to participate in some sort of southern festival Mm -hmm, that's true and so you get there and like the northern water tribe is there too and the northern water tribe's chief is cora's uncle through her dad but all of a sudden her dad seemingly has a chief like role in the south that he didn't have before i guess i shouldn't get into things i don't like i should just keep it keep it straightforward it's hard to not express things as they come back to me from my repressed memory it's hard to not express our distaste for so they (laughs) they arrive at a southern water tribe that looks nothing like season one's water tribe um it is basically a Republic city with snow, like mm-hmm. a lot of regular buildings. Again, I guess that's just something that I disliked, but anyway, it's basically like a carnival also, which is weird. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. It was weird seeing again, we're getting distracted already into things we don't like, but it was weird seeing the, there's like rides at the carnival that you see in like the background that do not look like, the time period yeah but whatever 
So the least of the the bad things this season. Anyway, so everybody is being all moody, except for Bolin, who's relegated to essentially a a comedic mm-hmm. relief effect and has no other purpose for yeah. existing. He kind of has like a reverse Sokka movement where yeah. he starts off with more going on and then just he, loses it his feels depth like along the way. He gets turned into Toph, but Toph actually but does not things. Cool. <laughs> yeah, he gets turned into Toph who's who's like fun to make jokes, but like he j- then has nothing to do. Yeah. Um, Except a period of time where he briefly becomes a like porny. Oh, actor. We'll get, we're not there yet. Yeah, but that's not like that's what I'm saying. He doesn't actually have uh. anything to do. Um, essentially, the uncle wins Cora over to the idea that the South is so out of touch with the spirits, and that she needs to go and open the Southern spirit portal, just like the Northern one is open. So she opens the Southern spirit portal and then the South invades takes like a a episode for Cora to realize that like, that's not a good thing. Her parents get put on trial this whole time. She's on her uncle's side for some reason, because we don't really understand the motivations of anybody that's doing anything this season. Um, and then she decides after interrogating the judge that she doesn't like her uncle. So she breaks her family out of jail and, then she goes to Republic City to try to get help mm-hmm. to help defend against the Southern Water Tribe. The help doesn't come. They met a guy named Varric. Long story short, Varric is war profiteering, trying to increase the stakes of the war. There's and a little make dash money. of Iran Contra yeah. in this season for and some And make reason. money by selling the, the goods. He briefly tries to take over Asami's. Like, none of this is really important. Like, there's a whole storyline of him taking control of Asami's company and Mako discovering, like, trying to figure out who's stealing the weapons from Asami's ship, but it's actually him, and he figures it out because he's using detonators, and those detonators, where are they used? They're used on Bolin's... uh, Bolin's TV show that, that they're making that... Varric is the person making these shows, like superhero type movies with Bolin. That are but, also like war propaganda. Mm-hmm. Again, back to the war profiteering. And so we get through all of that. And what does all of those storylines mean at by the end of the season? Literally nothing. Those There's two storylines that matter in this season, and it doesn't involve any of those characters. <laughs> so um, I guess I need to now finally bring in where Tenzin's been this whole time. <laughs> so Tenzin was supposed to go with Korra to get in touch with her like spiritual side as a part of his mentorship. Also because apparently this uncle has a lot of sway over Korra, 
she abandons Tenzin and her parents. It made a lot of sense as soon as you're seeing it in the first two minutes of the episode of the season. Uh, anyway, so Tenzin goes off. Nothing of importance happens. Some good ideas, nothing of importance happens until Cora comes and finds them to let them know that the that her uncle is... Oh, yeah, she loses her memory <laughs> and... And in doing so, we get the best two episodes of the whole season, the ones where Cora doesn't know anything and is uselessly sleeping in a tank. Um, we'll talk about those at length. We don't need to get in detail, but basically it gives you a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of backstory that probably could have been dealt out a different way. Uh, but it's really good, and you find out that Varric isn't just wanting to be the chief of both the North and South Water tribe, which is what you've been led to believe this whole time. And that makes some sense, I guess. Like, you know, he wants Mm -hmm. to be the, he wants to be the head honcho. He doesn't want two water tribes. He wants to be the only king of a United water tribes. No, it turns out he wants to relieve, like release the darkest spirit in the realm to destroy the whole earth. And he wants to fuse with it to be a dark avatar. And, so that was ten. Oh yeah, and then Janora like gets lost in the spirit world, but it's okay. They find her. Um, also, she somehow saves the world. We don't really know. We don't really know how or why. None of it made sense. But Cora ends up having to fight the big bad spirit. Gets the good spirit taken out of her, and then is somehow. I hope you. Uh, hope everybody watched this, but I also hope you didn't. But <laughs> if you didn't, and you are very confused by my broken just retelling, <laughs> just know that. Trust me, this is no less clear than the, th- the season yes, itself. <laughs> exactly, this is exactly how it felt watching. Cora, we we find out in those two episodes that are actually good that. Like what makes the avatar the avatar is that there's a good spirit and an evil spirit. And they're basically the essential like God deity mm-hmm. powers of this universe. Um, The first avatar accidentally untangled the two so that the bad spirit could run amok, making other spirits bad. Also at a final showdown 10,000 years ago uh, when the good spirit was almost killed the good spirit fused with the first person that had mastered all of the bending elements and became the, the avatar. And then they locked the bad spirit away. It's never clear why her uncle who I cannot for the life of me remember my name. Don't help me. Don't need it. Her uncle, (laughs) um, wants to release this evil spirit and it's never really, makes a lot of sense as to why because it's literally for the purpose of like destroying everything like it was very this whole season and then towards the end especially felt very like bad saturday morning superhero cartoons and towards the end it got even worse because it failed to explain everything it has a strong power rangers vibe right so back to so the spirit comes out of cora 
the the good spirits destroyed, the bad spirits ultimately powerful. Korra goes into the tree with Tenzin. Um, this is after Tenzin found Janora, and then Janora was like, like, oh no, I can sense that something bad's going to happen because it's just Janora's spirit because her spirit got lost in the spirit realm, and so the spirit Janora just disappears. Is like I've got to go save everything disappears no rhyme reason motivation understanding of mm-hmm. how this works because this isn't how her spirit interacted with the yeah. spirit realm before this and all of a sudden it's doing it um and also if her spirit leaves the spirit world to get into the material world why didn't she just wake up in her body like why is her spirit able to roam the material world yep very confusing <laughs> um so anyway the evil avatar, her uncle slash evil spirit, is decides that it needs to go destroy Republic City for some reason. And it's like a big, giant, evil, like... It literally looks like lo- something out of Power Rangers. It does. That exact like standing design. in the water and like boats are coming to attack it. It's like swatting boats away. It's like, what? What is going on? And so... Tenzin's like, Cora, you have to meditate in the tree of time. And she does. And then without the spirit that makes the avatar the avatar, from within her, a blue version of her spirit, I yeah, guess, from the spirit realm. I think it's just realm. supposed to be her spirit, just like Janora's spirit is able to go, but I don't understand but why why, why the hell is she able to, yeah, like, Yeah, I don't understand why fight. it's big and blue and why, if it's just her spirit now, she wouldn't have any more, like, abilities than to anybody else deity. who went into the Tree of Time. Totally does make sense. Anyway, the spirit comes out of her, grows to the size of the bad guy, materializes in Republic City thousands of miles away, starts fighting it. I don't even remember how the fight goes because it's not important and it was dumb. Janora appears, and then the bad guy's defeated, and that's literally how it happens. And she's somehow able to... Spirit Core is able to reach into her uncle-slash-bad guy and pull the good spirit out that is not destroyed now? I don't know. It was so <laughs> So that little piece confusing. Is because earlier during the it it still doesn't make sense why the big core can do this, but in the those two episodes that just like explain the lore, it talks about how like it can't neither one of them can truly destroy the other. It'll just like be inside them small. Okay. Well, so but what it said was that like you can't like if one of them were to destroy the other one that other one would be the one that survived would basically have free range for 10,000 years. Well, it made it that seem like happen. over the course of the two, 10,000 years, it would like grow inside them. And like at first it would be small and then it would get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. None of it made sense. <laughs> okay. I'm not saying it makes sense, but they tried to like explain why she could take it out of him. Not well, but they yeah. tried. Okay. Well, let's, let's see. 
I mean, I guess that's basically it. We could get to So what what did we like? Well, let's do predictions first. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want to do what you liked first. No, no, no. Okay. Let's do predictions because I can't remember any of my predictions and I cannot see a world in which my predictions are right because how could I have predicted <laughs> such garbage? Well, your predictions were pretty vague this season, so you actually did pretty good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you said that it would start with a small time jump, which it did. Mm-hmm. That the Avatar would be doing Avatar things. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right. I don't think I get the Avatar things You don't points. think she's doing Avatar things? Because I think... I don't remember what we recorded before when I was making the predictions, but at least my interpretation of right now, I guess I could rewind backwards like 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. 20 minutes in the audio and see what my predictions were. But you'll know if I was right right or wrong listener. So hopefully, (laughs) hopefully I'm right. I I don't know if you got that much into what you like expected of that. It feels like in my mind, it was doing things more like Aang. Mm hmm having to be, learn things. like having to learn things gathering wisdom gathering wisdom like encountering spirits in a completely different way mm-hmm. um randomly helping a village you know like yeah more avatar things. things okay that's fair and that do that did not happen <laughs> okay uh you guess that makora would still be happening it was sadly, but on the one bright side, they did break up for realsies this season. Oh yeah, there was some there were some <laughs> false breakups this season. Mm-hmm. Not important, didn't need to know about, but it ends the whole season with them broken up. But you were happy it was over. <laughs> yeah. It's just it it was it was so cringy. The it was so much worse. worse. It was so much worse though. Will it shock you to know that there were people contemporaneously who were like riding the Makora train hard through all four seasons were like dying on the hill of Makora. Does that shock you? It doesn't shock me, but like those people need therapy. Like Cora was such a garbage character this season. She was. This is like this, everybody this is a garbage character. This isn't this our complaints, but like Cora was legitimately a uh, ten times worse character mm-hmm. than the first season. Yeah. The first season, I can kind of understand being like bride, bride-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah. Cora, and like that's falling like in love with Mako. That's like a starting point to like grow from, right? But they didn't take anything that like should have like her encounter with Amon should have been like a thoroughly traumatic event and that should have yeah. shaped the character going forward and they this season basically take her back to exactly where she started the first season in her like personal growth and left her there for the entire season. Yeah. In all fairness though. All of the characters were garbage this season. Everybody's being terrible. Yeah. Not, well, see, I don't even think it's being terrible. It's like at the characters, every everything about the season was so bad and so poorly executed. We'll get to it. We'll get okay. to it. Let's keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, you said that Asami would be forth wheeling it, running her company. 
She was. 100%. <laughs> I nailed that so hard. They did not know what to do with Asami. Which is so sad because I feel like Asami... Is the least annoying of the three. Well, she has, like, she... I feel like she's the character that is... Like, she's the peer of Korra that Korra could learn the most from. <laughs> like, she's too similar to Mako and Bolin. Like, she's too similar to both of those two. Like, they don't... Her interacting with Bolin and Mako doesn't really give that character any opportunity to do anything for growth. Um, Asami is like the only character of that core four that gives her that. So Asami being sidelined so hard is disappointing. And also like Mako is being a jerk to Asami again this season. Um, And if they briefly get back together before he... And Cora get back together. <laughs> Before he ditches her again. If anybody has watched uh, season nine of Married at First Sight, um, <laughs> the whole time we were watching this, we were just like, uh, Asami's such an amber. She's always getting ambered. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Amber. Shout out to Asami. Uh, you both deserve better. And that better might be named Raven Amber. He's yeah, right there. Amber. <laughs> get Raven out of the friend zone. He loves you. Okay. Um, you said we might see Ko the face stiller. We could have, like, there's no reason we couldn't have seen Ko the face stealer, but just yeah, completely, like, letting go of any... I think I said that somewhat jokingly, but just the idea of, like, encountering these... Spirits that we've seen before. Yeah, before, or we got a little bit of just, like, spirits in the spirit realm, but... And I guess we can cover this in things we don't like. In things we don't like. <laughs> Do we have a list? I feel like I'm going to forget things. But like the way that they do spirits this season, the spirits is of Korra incredibly are different, different. Mm-hmm. and that was troubling to me. Um, you said that Korra would be trying to reconnect to the past avatars or some sort of dangerous spirit realm thing. Um, I guess that's. I guess there was a dangerous spirit but I realm would thing, but loosely she, call yeah. it connect. No, she didn't try to reconnect with the past avatars at all. But there was a dangerous spirit realm thing. I think those are two separate. Uh, but she was like the connection; it's gone. Like, uh, it's there, like there, you don't there, use that like connection some, some anyway, loose Cora. Crap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you thought that we might see um, Aang's other children, which we did. They are. Oh, so poorly used it's sad but they were there <laughs> yeah um and you had hoped that republic city would have established uh some sort of parliamentary parliamentary government which they do have a president so they made some changes yeah they made at least some changes so they're moving in a in a direction <laughs> in a democratic not an <laughs> oligarchic direction yep so those were your predictions um i think you did still do pretty good overall good the the bones are there the the meat of it though is just so gray and crawling with worms that's true all right well let's do things you liked first since it's going to be a really short list and then we'll get into things we didn't like okay 
Uh, I don't know if I liked anything outside of the two episodes of one. Okay. One is the uh, first avatar. If like there were things that I, I thought that, Oh, that has potential. Mm -hmm. That was just like really messed up. Like did not work Mm -hmm. out. Um, but things I genuinely liked was the two episodes. So the thing that I, basically what happens is Cora loses her memory for reasons and she gets found by fire nation people for reasons and put in water to heal her for reasons. (laughs) And in the water, she sees all the way back to the first avatar and basically the whole mythology that is built for this universe, for this Mm -hmm. world is the idea that, um, way back at the beginning, all humans lived on the backs of lion turtles. Mm -hmm. And one lion turtle had a civilization on its back that, uh, in order for them to get food, they had to go out off of the protection of the lion turtle and the lion turtle would bestow them with the power of fire Mm -hmm. to be able to combat the elements that they encounter Mm -hmm. out in the world because it's filled with spirits and dangerous things. And, so he grants them that fire, and then when they get back, he takes the fire ability to firebend away from them. They go back into the village. So Juan is able to get, uh, gets kind of gets banished from it for keep holding on to the fire when he comes back into the, the village in order to fight the proletariat, no, fight the bourgeoisie, mm-hmm. <laughs> and bring food to the masses. Um, so he gets banished, but the lion turtle allows him to keep the ability to bend fire. So he he becomes the first master firebender in doing. So he decides that he wants to go travel to all of the other lion turtles to see the different types of civilization, finding out that they all have different bending abilities as well. Uh, on his way there, he encounters Vatu and Ra- Rava, yeah. Rava. Uh Vatu and Rava. Vatu's the bad spirit, Rava's the good spirit. And again, these are like introduced as basically all powerful deity in the world. Mm-hmm. Like the top of the top of the spiritual food chain. And Vatu tricks him into which one one is like white with blue one is black with red why would you trust one, that black with the red one, one is one is voiced by, by a, a woman. woman one is voiced with a deep voice like this he's like please help me so but anyway he finds that person trustworthy um i mean people voted for donald trump so yeah. <laughs> And Elizabeth Warren will always be our Rava. Oh, man. <laughs> I wish Elizabeth Warren lived inside me. <laughs> Fuse with me, Elizabeth Warren. 
yes. So we basically talked about like the the idea of it through the rest of what we were explaining, but he act he accidentally gets tricked into severing them. Uh spends the the next several years of his life mastering all of the other elements. Um Specifically with the intention of like knowing that they're going to have to fight fight Vatu. Vatu. Right. And so they get to that point, Vatu almost kills Rava, and the only way to keep Rava alive and for him to be able at the time to bend because Rava held all of the non-fire bending abilities for him and had to Mm-hmm. go inside of him temporarily yeah. to like change what he was it's, bending. It's set up as like a normal human can like only handle the power of the ability to bend one element mm-hmm. at a time. Otherwise they'll Which I thought was perish. fine. Like, yeah, I'm, I don't have a problem with that. And so, cool. and so they finally fuse and are able to seal Batu away. And that's kind of the arc of that. But I thought that was a really mm-hmm. satisfying like mythological beginning of the avatar explanation for like mm-hmm. like why the avatar exists and like what mm-hmm. gives the avatar the abilities and powers beyond just the bending mm-hmm. and even where the bending comes from yeah and then it also t- makes sense why ang meeting a a lion turtle and avatar means that he can now take away bending like yeah mm-hmm. it, it also fills in the holes in like our understanding yeah. there as well it also fills in the holes of like why the avatar is the only thing in this world that i was gonna say regenerates that reincarnates um mm. because it's not the like human reincarnating it's the the rava spirit that can't yep. be killed that's um just yeah. being perpetuated through mm-hmm. each iteration yep yeah, so everything, and uh, notably this, we mentioned in the first part that this season is animated by a different animation studio and that they all oh, look yes. like freakishly <laughs> Uncanny so, Valley, but these two episodes are animated by the original animation studio, so they also just like look a lot better yeah. than the episodes around it. Yeah, so, so that's what I like. So now onto what I don't like. Do you want to give honorable mention to the things that you thought there was like something there, but they just didn't do anything with it? Um, I think that's going to have to come in re- in the rewrite okay. part right. because because I feel like it needs to to kind of flow. Okay, sounds good. Can I mention the things that the I story. like? Sure. Okay, so the things that I like this season are getting to see the family portrait of <laughs> Aang and Katara and their kids when they were little. The single it's two seconds so on sweet. screen. Uh-huh. It's so sweet. I love it so much. It gives me Avatar feels all over again. Yeah. Um, and my other thing I liked from this season is there is a moment... Um, a Varric moment where he like jokingly tells Asami, if you can't make money during a war, you just flat out can't make money. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like one of the rare glimpses of like, it's made to be like a kid show, but like yeah. in Avatar, there's lots of moments of like, oh, like that's a smart, like little yep. like writing quip. And that was like the single glimpse of it this season. <laughs> and like even last season didn't have a lot of those things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, stuff like that that i really missed from Mm -hmm. avatar 
it felt felt like Barrick would have been a really interesting character in Avatar. Yeah. And it felt like it well, just didn't work. <laughs> well, Varric hangs around, so maybe he'll have time to redeem himself. Okay. Oh, I also do like when uh, Varric escapes from prison. <laughs> I like Varric and his assistant, Julie. Um, and yeah. I like that when he escapes... I don't have a problem with the, the character uh-huh. of Varric. Just the way In he's general, used. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like when he escapes from prison. He's like, Julie, do the thing. And Julie, instead of like them both having little like backpacks that sprout wings to escape out of the prison, Julie just like backpacks around. Just runs, Varric, jumps, and just like boom just on his back. Just koalas onto yes. him. And then the wings come off Julie and they fly away. Um, so those were the three moments that I liked this season. That's good. All right, with the things we liked wrapped up, Justin has prepared the things he hated. So I was just writing down, trying to remember all the things. So I don't know if you have a list as well, but um, these were the things as we were going over uh, all of the things we just talked about. I just wrote down things as they came into my mind. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to go back first to the spirits in Korra. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I really hate when there's like prequel or sequel prequels or sequels that like work where things in world work fundamentally differently mm-hmm. than they do in the original IP. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the spirits in Korra like break mm-hmm. how the spirit realm and interaction with the spirits happens in avatar Mm -hmm. so like in avatar it feels like that like each spirit is like a spirit of a thing of a forest of um of a moon of of a a moon of the tide yeah Uh exactly and then in korra there's just like weird bunny rabbit spirit weird jackalope even from like a design perspective, they look a lot more, they look and behave a lot more like a Studio Ghibli spirit creature yeah. than what was kind of set up in yeah, Avatar. They're, they're basically animals of a different realm, like mm-hmm. a different realm's animals. They're just roaming yeah. freely. Except there's like the angry carrot and then like the blob with the plant coming out of its head. Like, they're not even all animals. Yeah, they're true. just like design wise, it's all. Uh, it's all over the place, but it's very Studio Ghibli. Like, if you've ever seen um, Spirited Away, that's very much mm. the way the spirits kind of act and are designed as well. Let me pull up a picture. So, like, there's things like this that are like. Oh, yeah. I've humanoid-y. seen. I've seen. But then there's also things that imagery before that are like these little like dust specks. Mm. There's also things kind of like the blob that has the plant coming out of its head. Um, so yeah, the, the spirits in this one are just much more Studio Ghibli. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know if that was an intentional choice. I also didn't like the the way that the spirits when they were dark spirits were portrayed and also like the things that like in avatar it's primarily like the spirits are like a, a certain spirit at this in this near this town is mm-hmm. is 
you know, attacking the town. And it turns out to be like the spirit of that forest. And like the spirit was like wronged in some way that they had to like help make yeah, right. The one time we see like a, well, I guess Ko is kind of a dark spirit. Um, but the like one clear example of like a spirit gone dark in Avatar is the spirit, hey, by the spirit of the forest, who the Fire Nation has like burnt down yeah. this section of force and that's why this spirit is like angry and right. has it, become dark and it's not like like in in Korra problems and this is this is a bigger problem but problems are just easily like poorly explained and easily solved mm-hmm. like that episode I think that was a two episode arc in Avatar mm-hmm. it, two, it was two whole two episodes parter just trying to like soothe this one spirit and figure yeah. it out and like and getting lost in the spirit world world i like the way that the the dark spirit is depicted because at first you you like don't know what you're looking at and mm-hmm. then after the fact when when it turns back into its regular spirit form it's like a panda it's a panda but you see the ways that like it was depicted being evocative of a panda mm-hmm. i really yeah. enjoyed that uh-huh. um just the design of it was way more interesting and better yes but, definitely but then it also in this one the dark spirits just are neon yes like weird neon and there's <laughs> literally times throughout multiple episodes where like the spirits are snapping back and forth between mm-hmm. being like dark spirits now now light spirits now dark spirits now light spirits yeah and like that's just totally not mm-hmm. how it fundamentally worked in Avatar. Yeah. So in this, they're like portraying that the spirits can be like, that's a thing that like you see um, her uncle doing and Cora doing of like, they can like bend the like energy of the spirit and turn it good. But that, because that's like, because that's not how the spirits are functioning in Avatar. Like Aang doesn't make, Hey, by turn from dark to light, he like demonstrates to the spirit that like balance will be restored yeah. in the forest that was destroyed that made him turn dark in the first place. Right. Um, so without that, like because they broke already how the spirits work, they had to come up with this new stupider way for totally. them to interact with them. The other thing, like, I would I don't mind there being a difference between so basically um basically yeah, huh I'm coming up with a whole theory here. Okay. In Avatar, the way that spirits work are like very like eastern mysticism. Yeah. And like and rightfully so for like the what they're trying to portray. Mm-hmm. But like that's what it sticks to. And all of a sudden, when we get to season two of Korra, it's Greek pantheon of the gods mm-hmm. of just like a bunch of autonomous beings mm-hmm. where where the spirits of like Avatar, there are the more deity type of spirits, but most of the spirits, the koi fish in the north, the um, the panda spirit of the forest they're more they're like keepers of the natural world they're more (laughs) elemental yeah they're not Mm -hmm. they're not they don't function like the koi don't just like decide to go somewhere and do something else like 
like them being there mm -hmm. provides a function, but it's not clear that they're acting of any autonomy mm -hmm. outside of like, this is, they just are, they, they just are, are the power of the moon. They exactly. are. The, it's just, uh -huh. it's just an existence mm -hmm. that is there that affects these things. Yeah. As opposed to the complete autonomous yeah. beings that are being It feels much more in line with the like kind of under, um, the sort of like undercurrent of like being at harmony and like in balance with the natural yeah. world, which could have been a great thing to keep going through Korra because as Korra right. is progressing, there's like more technology and like the world is modernizing. So like that actually could have been a legitimately good conflict totally. of like a modernizing world and like not losing this connection with these like elemental beings. And like, I don't mind, I don't mind Rava and Vatu. Yeah, that's because, fine. Because they're kind of like co like there's like this whole other realm of spiritual creatures that only exist in the spirit mm -hmm. world. Like they aren't, being part of that elemental function of mm -hmm. our world, that's where the crossover is happening. Yeah. But they're, they're like in existence only in the spirit world where this was like trying to make some sort of weird argument of them. Like, like maybe they should be inhabiting our physical world. Like, you know, like it was yeah. like a weird, mm -hmm. like, and again, it was extremely poorly explained they they just be out of the blue start referencing harmonic convergence that the harmonic convergence <laughs> is coming and everybody just says the damn words like they know what it means and they Even never the last it. harmonic convergence was ten thousand years ago the only person who could like possibly know about harmonic convergence is the avatar if she like accessed her past whatever but, or maybe you could learn about it in wanchi tong's library but like nobody else should have that information but when rava basically brings it up to one one's just like oh yeah oh, the yeah, harmonic convergence, convergence. And it's like what <laughs> what do you mean like why is this not being explained that was kind of touching on like i i hate in like sci-fi or fantasy novels when they do stuff like that where they just like idea drop these things <laughs> exactly like that of like ah oh, yeah. yes the harmonic convergence the uh <laughs> yeah so anyway that's the that's the spirits that will obviously play a big role in our ideas for how to make this season better especially since it's called spirits yeah oh it gave you spirits but not in the oh, way you wanted it <laughs> So uh, the other big ones that I wrote down, uh, we'll say animation style. Yep. So animation. Um, In your research, oh did boy. you find like a reason? I, I didn't know. I know they had switched, but I didn't know why they, is this a budget thing? Is this a time thing? I couldn't find a reason. My guess is that it's either a time thing or they got talked into it. So, like, okay. the studio that does it does a lot of famous work. Um, like, I think that that it said that they do Naruto. Mm -hmm. like, like, it's not a half-baked studio, but I think the demands for a show like this in that it's not, like, a weekly mm -hmm. released show that happens 50 times a year 
like one demands a higher level of attention, mm-hmm. but then also I think anytime you're like stylistically, it was different than season one. Yeah. And, and I think switching from a studio, cause that studio did avatar also, right? Or or did the a different studio do Avatar? I think it's a totally third studio. I'm not sh- mm. positive, so yeah, could be wrong. But I'm I that, believe that it's makes, somebody that totally different. That makes sense. Um, man, they should just use that first studio. Uh, <laughs> but it does feel like, um, like there's some level of interpretation to the world that they get to make that then feels incongruous mm-hmm. with the first season of Korra. Yeah. Like all of a sudden the Southern water tribe having these buildings not made of like yeah. ice, which and is there's always even portrayed just, as like, like you like said the, in world, even, I mean, in worlds, like even contained within this season, you see the like downtown of the Southern water tribe that looks basically like the downtown of Republic city, but yet everybody's like meeting in huts, like right. even not even compared to season it's, one, it's not even, even within self. this season, yeah. it's not. Um, okay. So avatar. Um, so yes, it was a different, a totally different studio. It was the South Korean studio, JM animation, DR movie and MOI animation Mm. is who did avatar so these are all completely different uh animation houses that have done dang these yeah it really does just i feel like it heightens the feelings of disappointment which i wondered if maybe it was a sense it was supposed to be just the one season and then last minute got greenlit for Mm-hmm. three more seasons actually i was wondering if it was a time issue of like Maybe. the studio who did the first season didn't have time to like do the project and i wonder if they so like this was the studio that only makes sense because it sounds like this other studio uh-huh. is a much larger studio yeah. that's used to cranking out and that also made me wonder if to fit that time they also had to rush out even just like the scripting portion of it to get yeah. to the studio because throughout this whole season we just kept coming back to like this feels like a first draft like the bones of the ideas are there and like there's lots of things that seem like they could be really cool if played out over the whole season but it just feels like a first draft it feels literally like they feels like the storyboard version yeah like they storyboarded everything and then just put um like filler Mm-hmm. like like we know what this panel's about so let's add a couple of filler lines of dialogue that that progress the story and get the story moving forward and then we'll go back bad. yeah <laughs> but then we'll go back and, and like write what they're actually mm-hmm. saying and then they never had time to go back and write what they were yeah. actually saying yeah so i really wonder if there was an element of like just rush it out like rush it out um the other big two that I wrote down was one like I was trying to I was trying to explain to you how I was feeling just in like it's it's very similar to the way that that I was describing how problems are poorly explained mm-hmm. and easily solved. Um, that's essentially how I feel like Cora's character mm-hmm. interacts with like issues yeah like like even in the first season 
it felt like this compared to a show like Avatar mm-hmm. where Aang would spend yeah. 22 episodes, you know. Yeah, which I think you can partially things. blame on the fact that these seasons do have like half the episodes of an Avatar season, but I don't think it's ov- not overcomable. Yeah. Like they just needed to be a lot more... Intentional. Yeah, intentional. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like uh Cora hasn't learned anything in two seasons, mm-hmm. even though she's now an airbender, but like we haven't seen her practice airbending basically at all. Mm-hmm. Um she the, the I'll jump into my last big big dislike. She couldn't connect with her past selves, so so like was never able to like uh have that spiritual side in the first season then all of a sudden she is and she can use the avatar state now and now she can use the avatar state whenever she wants wherever she wants to do whatever she wants and uh but and even with that power it, she won't use it when it makes sense to use it well well like <laughs> like one it doesn't feel like she earned having the avatar mm-hmm. state yeah and two the way that she uses the avatar state doesn't make sense with the way that Aang used the Avatar uh-huh. state. I understand Aang's supposed to be a 12-year-old, but, like, like the Avatar state only ever comes into play in the most dire of circumstances, mm-hmm. and with the exception where he's caught by a lightning bolt as he is, like, about to kick everybody's butt. Mm-hmm. Whenever Aang enters the Avatar state, he just stays in it until it's that's it. Over. Like it's, yeah. it, that's that's the end of the battle. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and Aang has very little ability to like force himself into Avatar state. Mm-hmm. It's like something that like seems like it feels like mm-hmm. the collective knowledge of all of the past avatars wait to impart the avatar state at the right time Mm -hmm. is kind of what it feels like in avatar and there's a lot of weight given to like the power and like responsibility of using the avatar state that does not come in at all no and and so like the whole idea uh like we we see at the finale of season one of avatar like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he's thrown into the avatar state and boom he single-handedly defeats all of the attacking fire ships mm-hmm. and we see it in uh in like he grows to massive sizes like you know like like every like it's mm-hmm. and then we see it you know when he's f- fighting the fire lord like mm-hmm. like all of a sudden he's able to his chakra is unlocked and he's able to get thrown into mm-hmm. the fire state and i guess i understand that the like part of what he was trying to do when he was unlocking his chakras is to have, be able to put himself into the avatar mm-hmm. state, but it still presents it across the board that the avatar state in avatar is like the ultimate power mm-hmm. and that no mere mortal would be able to do anything with you in the avatar yeah. state. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden season two starts and Korra's having a race with, the air kids. air kids and goes into the avatar state to make sure she wins the race. And like one that feels really petty, but two, it doesn't, it never felt like something you could just switch on and off mm-hmm. for a quick second to get a quick speed boost. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it didn't 
like it the speed has never been the problem like it's it's literally mm-hmm. like a possession of all of the powers yeah. of the avatars and knowledge that came before mm-hmm. you like and now it's like just like a mode where you're a little bit better and it's like <laughs> it's like that TikTok it's like, meme dang, where they're like, really "Oh dem- my god, you're, he's in X Games mode!" <laughs> like, yeah. that's what the Avatar state is in Korra. And there would even be like, there's even there's so many like different universes where I would be okay with some of these choices if X, Y, and Z happened. Like, if she had had to like learn to use, like, I think there could have been something there. Um, as like a contrast to Aang because Aang was always very weighted down. Like we said, by like the responsibility of his power. And like, that's not Korra's character. Sure. She like loves the power. So I think you also could have done something where if there had been, if she had actually learned to use the avatar state, I feel like maybe you could have done something down the road where she accidentally, where, like, yeah, we're like her just like messing around, decision. not using the avatar state appropriately. Like maybe that's what accidentally yeah. opens the whatever and unleashes Batu, and then she has to like oh, learn man. restraint. Like that sounds that would be fine. The whole idea of the spirit season is learning to be restrained. Re- restraining of your which is what is like which is what she's set up to be trying to learn like ang needed to be decisive and cora needs to be disciplined man you (laughs) just made the the season so much better in that one idea (laughs) so like then (sighs) exactly see it's like all these things like i would have been totally fine with them letting cora use it willy-nilly if there were consequences and then she had to learn from them (laughs) But she doesn't, and in the end, like, it's not even something that matters because, like, she constantly is, like, flipping into the Avatar state, unable to, mm-hmm. to defeat normal people. Yeah. Like, like it just totally yeah, devalues exactly. the strength of the Avatar state in a way or, that makes no now sense. now that they've set up that, like, she can go in and out, she's, like, tied up in a tent and just sits there. <laughs> like, okay, if you can go into the Avatar state whenever you yeah. want, why are you just sitting in this tent? Right. I know they quote unquote captured you, but can't you just avatar state it and like murder everybody? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, totally. I agree with that. Basically, it, it so that brings you back around to Cora learning, Cora, like, like Cora, mm-hmm. Cora learning the avatar state, Cora learning like her, the abilities of the avatar. It sets it up as if Cora is going to have to learn how to talk to these spirits going to have to learn how to do the things that Aang did. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about with the spirit of the forest, like she's going to have to learn to like, listen and be mindful and have mm-hmm. to, and like, like second episode, it's like, here's the spirit temple, like spirit window door, whatever, like, do avatar things and she just goes up to and like touches it and it's like boom everything's Mm -hmm. solved yep it's like again we're not seeing her learn anything we're just seeing her do something like and it almost makes you like it it's it's like it doesn't understand what the viewer finds cool Mm -hmm. and it want it's like it's wanting to point at and make you think wow Korra is so powerful she opened the spirit door but you're like the least interesting character 
is just the one that's always really powerful and everything mm-hmm. works out perfectly yeah. and never has to struggle, never has to learn things. And the only struggles it gives her is freaking Mako. Like, we don't even care about that. Like, you know, like, so I feel like th- there's just a fundamental misunderstanding of like mm-hmm. what makes the characters interesting. And it's something that every single character in Avatar did mm-hmm. that nobody in Korra does. And yeah. that's like learn and grow and like have consequences for uh-huh. actions and they like kind of tried to have Tenzin learn and grow this season kind of but it's not done well yeah so let's get let's get on to it tries to show you it it tells you he has learned something with his like I am Tenzin but it doesn't show you doing yeah. him doing any of that growth oh yeah it's all tell and no show yep all tell and no show um and and the the series the series the season ends with Korra choosing to leave the spirit portals open, which that could be interesting. That could be a very like powerful choice to choose to like undo the thing that the first Avatar did. If something had happened along the course of this season to make her think that that would be a good idea, because right, right now she's just doing it just because. Right. So let's rewrite this. All right. So. Yes, I think we need to start with the end in mind. Like, how do we get to the decision? Mm -hmm. So when I was explaining to you what I hated about, one of the things I hated about this show, this season, is uh, an idea that I got from uh, Trey Stone and Matt Parker, Mm -hmm. the creators of South Park, in the documentary Seven Days to Air, or Six Days to Air, they talk about how whenever they're writing something, they always write it as an and instead mm-hmm. of a then. So, so it's like Cartman goes to the store and sees Stan and buys this and does that. Or mm-hmm. no, it's a, then does that. Sorry, they write it with a yeah. then. Cartman goes to the store, then does this, then does this, then does this. And that's like the the, the sentence. Mm-hmm. It's like taking all of these separate things and connecting them together. And the, instead of doing like Cartman goes to the store, then Cartman sees Stan. And like, you know, all these and statements. I feel like I'm explaining this poorly. Stick with me. Every single step along the story this season is individual disconnected things connected with mm-hmm. an and statement. Cora's uncle says that she needs to be the one to help calm the spirits. Maybe it's then statements. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I'm I'm sorry, listener. <laughs> I'm going to leave this in for my own shame and embarrassment. It's then <laughs> statements. Hopefully you're tracking along. Instead of doing what it should be doing, th- this season is saying, Cora does this. Then, Cora's uncle says, oh, you need to o- open the portal. Then, Cora's uncle says, I'm taking over the South. Then Cora's uncle says, 
I'm arresting your family. Then Korra's uncle says, I'm banishing Korra. (laughs) Then Korra's uncle says, actually, I'm trying to release dark spirits. Then Korra's uncle says, actually, I want to fuse with the dark spirits and take over the whole world. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. a weird progression where no individual piece is related to the next one, and especially not the ones further out from those bits of information. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the horrible explanation, (laughs) but it, it just feels like no single parts of any one person's story were fully connected Mm -hmm. to the other parts of their story. Like each individual episode was written by a different person Mm -hmm. who knew the broad strokes of, of like kind of the broad strokes of the story, a little, a a little bit about like where theirs was in the story. And then they were just told to Mm -hmm. write their story. And so it's like a little bit disconnected with all of these other pieces where normally like we watch TV and movies, like as humans, you're very attuned to things mattering apart from like the moment that they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, when you watch um, a movie and in the beginning, like somebody's getting into a car and pulls a gun and puts it in the glove box in the car. Like, you're attuned as a human from watching many, many movies to go, oh, like, pay attention to the Chekhov's gun. Like, there's a gun in the car. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be, the gun is going to be important. It's going to come back. Somebody's going to get shot with the gun. Uh, And nothing comes back. Nothing is intertwined. Planting and payoff. Yes. And the problem this season is that they're. There's no planting either. I there's, was gonna. I was gonna say. I think the bigger is like there's the there's nothing idea to that pay off. Payoff is there. Like they're trying to, like things are happening that would be payoffs. Like choosing to yes. leave the things open, but they haven't. Or like Janora having these abilities, but they haven't planted anything to make those payoffs feel like payoffs. Yes. Um, mm. Yep. So so it's, it's maybe I should just cut everything that I said and just skip to you saying that. <laughs> Planting and payoff, name of the game. All right, so let's let's fix this season. So let's go back to the beginning. Um, do you have an idea on how to fix the the season? How to start this season that would put them in a better place? I have a thought. If you don't, <laughs> go ahead and share your thought. Okay. So I reached out to our listeners, uh, Valerie okay. and Carl, uh, because, cause, because, 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 um, because they are also fans of the show, but also agree that season two is garbage. Um, and one of the things they pointed out is that this villain is just so flat, especially as compared to like Amon, where like his cause, like he could have been a good guy almost in the right context mm-hmm. was their, their phrasing. And I like that because I think that really makes a strong villain, somebody who like their ideology could be good in the right yep. context. Um, and also Cora like jumping onto the side of her uncle makes no sense because we yep. haven't been given anything to say that they would have any kind of relationship or that she would care what he thinks. And she's um, instantly like, I'm going to listen to whatever my uncle says, dad and Tenzin and, and like Tenzin everybody and else. everybody in my family. Um, so we need to do something like they're, I think they need to use that time jump 
for Unalak to gain her trust. So this is my thought. What if at the end of season one, so at the end of season one, Aang like bestows her, the spirit of Aang like bestows her with the power to go into the Avatar state for that moment to like restore hers and everybody else's bending. But if after that moment she can, she can't, cause she hasn't learned to do it. She can't just go in and out of the Avatar state willy nilly. Mm-hmm. She cannot access it on her own. She could have only done it that time because Aang, you know, magic did. Love so it. if she's needing this season, to gain a spiritual connection so that she can go into the avatar state. Um, what if she, in that time jump, she is spending some time under the tutelage of her uncle mm. to work on, like, what if they're all it's spending some time in the Northern water tribe and we start there, like everybody let's pack up, let's go. Um, mm. And what if they're working on her spiritual connection mm-hmm. themselves? So that way she's, and that's like where she's been during that time jump. Just so that we it know. It just starts out in the Northern water Yeah, tribe. and she's been like there it. for like however long passed in this, you know, the yep. year or whatever. I, I don't even need the conflict between the dad and the brother. Like yeah. if, if the dad can be like, oh yes, my brother, like we don't need to know that the dad was banished. Like yeah. none of that matters. There doesn't really need to be a civil war no. between the South. <laughs> um, And you can just, yeah, like send, like the dad's like, my brother is really good with spiritual things. Like mm-hmm. that's, you Why should be up Why doesn't she go here. to the North? Yeah. yeah. So, I like that. Okay, so they go there. She's interacting with spirits, and that also like gives build up. I think Unalak. You mentioned that maybe Unalak is because um, it's sort of set up in those one episodes that like a spirit can like inhabit, like get into the body of people, and him making the choice to like go full Satanist basically uh-huh. <laughs> makes no sense at all if his motive is just that he's really into spirits and and like spiritual well-being and he thinks like having the spirit like the spirit world sectioned off from humanity isn't balanced it's like separate but equal and he's not into that he thinks everything needs to be living harmoniously and if she's under his tutelage and she's making some sort of growth in her spiritual self on her spiritual spiritual journey toward the avatar state that gives her a reason to trust him and believe him when he says we need to open these portals well and he's not trying to do so deviously he's trying to do so because he genuinely thinks that's best for the world and best for her that's what that's what i was gonna say like it could be a situation where they're in the north because the north portal isn't closed remember Mm -hmm. um from what he was saying right like the the north portal um it was closed they had to open it at some point but there was also something like the spirits were more in line there so that's why you can see the northern lights it's very unclear yeah it's very unclear you can say it (laughs) go with whatever so basically like what i was thinking is that he could they could get to a point in her tutelage Mm -hmm. um maybe she can't full avatar state yet but but like that maybe she's able to open like the northern side mm-hmm. and maybe like because of course because there'd be no reason for him to know like all of this like, like that was one of the mm-hmm. things like nobody knew all of this backstory and then as soon as we were told it like everybody referenced it like it was mm-hmm. common common knowledge yeah and so like 
he could basically like they could open up the northern one or it could not be open and then he sends them to like the south to like open it mm-hmm. and the whole tenzin storyline happens as they're journeying south mm-hmm. all of like tenzin's things um yeah and that could have been building family. that like setting those stones of like tenzin feeling very like having lots of daddy issues mm-hmm. um and feeling spiritually inferior like that could all be simmering if he has to take cora to the northern water tribe and like watch her progress with somebody else yep. as her like teacher um that's all simmer simmering and makes it more raw for when he's encountering the siblings and this like sibling conflict comes out yep yeah, and that that one's the sibling conflict one is an easy rewrite. Like mm-hmm. that just needs to take course over a, a couple of episodes. Janora needs to be the one that's lost, obviously, because she's having some sort of spiritual mm-hmm. thing happen. But uh basically like she gets to the when she's going south, maybe then what what's the uncle's name? Unalak. Unalak. Uh then either like maybe Unalak goes in to the spirit world mm-hmm. for the first time and kind of gets like possessed, corrupted by, by, corrupted Vatu. by Vatu. Uh-huh. but like in a way that makes way more sense than him just straight up wanting to destroy the world. Mm-hmm. The, like, Out of nowhere. <laughs> the like Vatu is using him as a means to mm-hmm. an end and it, and people don't fully understand like the, I don't know. Like, it seems like that that would be a much stronger. Yeah. If him starting off with like genuine intentions and thinking that the spirit world and the material world need to be combined and thinking that would be good for core spiritual growth. um, That just makes so much more sense as to why he would do this, how he can get her to go along with doing this, how Mm -hmm. his like, children are down with do it like it just so many people get on board with this vatu thing yeah for no reason that if it started out with genuine intentions um and he's set up for like some episodes working with cora setting up these genuine intentions everybody knows he has genuine intentions then if he's getting like corrupted or like possessed by vatu that makes much more sense that it would take people a while to catch on of like what's going on with like yeah unalak it seems like like we were we were doing a thing that could be good um that is now bad like how is this so i do think broad strokes story wise that that's a more interesting story you know Mm mm-hmm what what other stuff would you re- um rewrite? I also had the idea of like what if I don't know if they necessarily need to release Vatu or if anybody needs to release Vatu because the lore was set up that if the portals were open on harmonic convergence, which just happens to be every ten thousand years, like it just happens to be that this is like the ten thousand yeah. year period. If those are open and they're opening them for like totally different reasons, unrelated to Vatu, it just happens to be ten thousand years. Yeah, and if they're open, he can escape. So I think if that happened accidentally, and then once he's out, like you say, the uncle can get like corrupted by Vatu, 
and they're now trying to have to she's now trying to have to use what she learned that could be to like contain the midway him. point of the season yeah like, we just released vatu and then the second half of the season is like damage control with the spirits mm-hmm. being corrupted Mm-hmm. and finding a way to put the genie back in the bottle. bottle. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Love that. Way better, way more interesting. Don't need Fix a civil up. war, war <laughs> profiteering, Mako as a cop, Bolin as an actor. Don't need any of that. Don't need it. Um, They're just along the journey like yeah. Avatar. And with that, because they have to, like you say, first she's growing trying to open these things with her spirit and then accidentally this thing happens and then she needs to use what she learned to, like you say, genie in the bottle contain it. As she's going along, she should be interacting with spirits. And like, that's would be where she's getting that knowledge because then at the end with Vatu contained, she can look back and be like, I learned a lot from these spirits. Maybe we should leave it open. Well, and like look at um to to get like I think really like Avatar the Last uh-huh. Airbender with it, like she could get to a point where like at the very midpoint of the season she's in the south, mm-hmm. she's trying to open up the second portal. Like make it where you can't just go into the portal and open up the yeah. other portal she from the other do. side. <laughs> um so she gets to the south and like she's like y- gone into the avatar state a couple of times um for unsustained periods Mm -hmm. with limited success she can't open the portal um she gets really frustrated in like avatar states opens the portal releasing vatu so it's because then you're tying in the like her not being disciplined and accidentally exactly trying to figure out how to to yes mm-hmm. how to like control the avatar state and to yeah feeling yeah. the consequences of like her decisions and yeah at, at that point too i think instead of kaya being the one to notice that something's going on with janora um i think it should be cora at that point who yeah. notices like something is going on with janora and she should be the one following down that path because then like that same conflict again that's like another conflict with her and Tenzin of like okay so first you chose your uncle over me now you're choosing like my daughter over me so Um, I don't know what yeah yeah then I guess that makes Janora's because right now we have no idea I mean maybe it retcons it in the next season but like I have no idea what Janora was supposed like what mm -hmm. happened what the purpose of it was what the idea behind it is like i don't understand a single part of i don't understand janora seeing a statue that that lit up Mm -hmm. in the air temple i don't understand janora (laughs) like seeing spirits in the world i don't understand janora getting lost in the spirit world i don't understand janora all of a sudden saving the day like i don't understand any of Uh it i I like that that gives janora's mm -hmm. like you just make it about Janora being extremely spiritually connected mm-hmm. and her whole role through the second half of the season is being that guide, e- even as mm-hmm. a 13-year-old or whatever yeah. Janora is, being that guide mm-hmm. for Korra into the restraint that she needs mm-hmm. as Avatar. Yeah, and I think in that way too, Janora and Unalak would serve as, because in Avatar, it's not... 
shown to be that like the avatar is the only one that can interact with spirits or who like knows about the spirit world like they encounter like gurus and things people who are very like into the spiritual side of that um and i think they could retcon it into being like we're seeing that less in cora because there is the like modernization running yeah. concurrently and that could again bring in that conflict more of like should we be like completely turning away from the old ways um yeah that that's another great example too like cora season one still has a little bit of applicable problems to real life society Mm -hmm. Uh, the idea of of like just because you have power doesn't mean that Mm -hmm. you or privilege yeah or privilege (laughs) doesn't mean that like you shouldn't fight for the rights of like other people to Mm -hmm. experience the same like opportunity as you this one, this season has nothing. Yeah. There's no, there's no, and that's the magic. It of, like tries to be, do it tries to do that with the civil war, but it doesn't do. No, any it does of that. nothing. But like that would, what you're saying mm-hmm. would give it something mm-hmm. would give it the, an idea of like, for all of the benefits that we have in modern society, like, mm-hmm. are we losing mm-hmm. something? Are yeah. we losing a connection with each other, with the earth, with mm-hmm. our, you know, positions of faith? Like, are we losing something mm-hmm. by gaining all of yeah. these technologies? And yeah. like, that's a really interesting uh-huh. question to it be is. asking and exploring. And if she had to be like resting with that, with her like own, um, sort of like her her personality is more in line with the like yeah like modernization let's run towards the goalpost yeah if she was tempered by Janora who's like um like you say acting as her guide through that and they go on a little journey together in the second part of the season then when she decides to leave the spirit portals open it would mean something yes <laughs> and she would have made that decision yes exactly and oh, here we could actually get into a much the very interesting like friendship conflict like mako and bolin can go do whatever they want but asami is leading a company that is like on the cutting uh edge of technology and so like she's Mm -hmm. also wrestling with like trying to get connected with her spirits but also like her asami pulling her into modernization yeah yeah and like maybe asami's feeling slighted at like Cora's like maybe Cora goes too far early on in like her denouncement of like mm-hmm. the benefits of technology and like that damages yeah. the relationship. And that seems like co- something Cora would do of like, oh, she's spending this time with the Unalak working on her spiritual self that suddenly she's going to be like hardened to the spirits. Like, yeah. I mean, we have friends like that who like for a couple months, they're vegan, like they're going hardcore <laughs> uh-huh. and who just like take off running down all these different paths. That's totally how Cora is. Yes. So that would make so much sense. The, and and then <sighs> and then there could be something like later in the season. You'd have to think of what the situation would be, but there could be some sort of tie-in that also shows to Korra like Asami 
like Kor might need help in some way that Asami's able to solve because mm-hmm. of the technology. With technology uh-huh. Like maybe she's developing this thing this whole season mm-hmm. and she's able to reveal it to Korra in the moment of need. Mm-hmm. And, and Korra is able yes. to see the benefits of the technology <laughs> and realize that it's not a question of which one is better, but it's a question of like giving both their proper yeah. due. As we learned in Avatar, <sighs> it's about balance. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, that sounds like a show I'm much more interested in watching. Yeah, it sounds like a great season. I'm so I I'm just going to pretend that that is the season. <laughs> and also oh, one more thing. Okay, I'm ready. What if Janora is the one that gets the information spiritually about Juan? About Juan. Yes, that's what I was thinking too. That's what you were thinking too? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and again, these are the things as like, there's like the setups in there. Like she right. has that All of these the are statue. coming from things that we felt <laughs> in the moment. Did. It's like if they had just done like a couple more passes on the story, like they could have gotten here too. <laughs> um, I was wondering if too, like at the end, if I... At the end, I'm fine with, like, the finale thing being if, like, Vatu's running amok, corrupting Unalot, corrupting other spirits Mm -hmm. during this. I don't think they need to go into Republic City at all. Vatu can stay in the spirit world. And, like, the effects, the, like, consequences could be, like, leaking slowly into the real world. But I think they need to stay in the spirit world. Um, I'm fine with like Unalak getting fused with Vatu, not because he wants to, but because Vatu is like slowly corrupting him. Well, it could move towards Republic mm-hmm. City. What if it like, as it moves towards Republic City, like, because we need a, the whole Asami yeah. storyline. So she's there, but like, as they're getting close and Korra is able to more see like the spirits mm-hmm. in the real world, mm-hmm. like, like she can begin to, I don't know, see the spirits within the city mm-hmm. where like before maybe she's only yeah. encountering spirits in nature, but now can see yeah, like the dark spirits are like leeching into not even dark spirits, but like just the idea uh-huh. of like the spirits being in the city also like mm-hmm. spirits are there yeah. too kind of idea. Oh, like they've always been there, but sh- they're just not. Yeah, the, in well, it, and she she public city is built on the bones of the spirit wilds. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, like, like just the you. idea again in this way, the spirits are working as more ephemeral parts of mm-hmm. the world as opposed to these independent beings running around. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it would make sense with this like Eastern philosophy mm-hmm. that like this city is built and like. There's a spirit that is like of the like fish of the harbor, and there's uh-huh. a spirit of like yes, uh-huh. gotcha. of like the goodwill amongst the people, and like uh-huh. that one gets upset when everybody is upset with their you, uh-huh. you know like yeah like there there would be like these new spirits that are like responsible mm-hmm. for these new things in the city, and so it'd be mm-hmm. kind of that blending of like. Like as time progresses and society progresses, mm-hmm. like the spirit world is yeah. also a part of that. Yeah, um, I think they should still do the bit with like Rava getting 
taken pulled out of her by the Vatu yeah. Unalak thing. Um, because I think if they've, like we said, they've been spending the back half of the season. She's interacting with spirits and her past lives onto like uh-huh. how to defeat Vatu. Then that would actually be like a very, feel like a very intense moment when they pull Rava. Rava out of her and you see like the past lives like disappearing. Yeah. That would mean something if she's spent the back half of, or even the whole season connecting with these past avatars. I thought for a split second with Janora where it was going to go mm-hmm. is that like Rava dying, mm-hmm. like kind of came back in some sort of way that is reminiscent of uh the moon girl in the moon. Oh, uh-huh, where Janora was. I thought uh-huh. Janora was going to die uh-huh. and her spirit was going to go into Korra uh-huh. to be the new Rava. Uh-huh. And I, I would did, like that. I did not hate that at all. I would like. Th- I would be bummed that we don't see Janora. Yeah, I don't know what happens to Janora for the next couple of seasons because I know she is in the next couple of seasons. Uh-huh. But, but it was definitely a moment where I was like, "That's not a bad idea." Uh-huh. That like if talk about does payoff, like a UA type thing. You uh-huh. could do something through the whole season where like it's building up to like like Janora is like this prodigal like prodigious spiritual uh-huh. that that is like in a very zen buddhist way like uh-huh. is moving on to a different plane uh-huh and like janora kind of like how uncle iroh like decided to leave his body behind and yeah. be in the spirit world totally and like oh, that would have been good and then like janora like saves Rava with her own spirit and uh-huh. becomes part of Rava uh-huh. and now lives inside of Korra. Uh-huh. And that's the, the and that's what saves Korra to uh-huh. then defeat Vatu. Uh-huh. Yep. And that's the end of the season. And that would be so much more satisfying. And now Tenzin is going to have some fantastic angst <sighs> about his daughter dying. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Yeah, that that bring in all all mm-hmm. sorts of like struggles into season three. Yeah, Ugh, I like that. The guilt of Cora, uh huh. Like her mentor's daughter's soul is now <laughs> in me, uh-huh. and like the the like pain of like Tenzin every time he sees Cora, uh-huh. because his <laughs> oh, man. his eldest daughter oh, so good died to save her. And he knows that he shouldn't feel this way, but he hates Korra uh-huh. because he doesn't have Janora. Uh-huh. And like, if he had the option, he would have uh, let let, Cor- the world. let the world uh-huh. burn and Korra die uh-huh. to save his daughter Janora. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm getting, getting choked up. I know. Like, like, why couldn't they have done something like that? Like, that is incredible. That would have been so good. And that would have made that moment of like where like the cities where like uh, you see the the mom and the other siblings in the city and they're like, there's Janora. She looks beautiful. Like. Oh, that would have been gut wrenching. And it would have been exactly 
that and then you cut to like the in the water the in the water tribe because like her body is with kaya and katara in the water tribe oh. and the body's just like there's nothing the it's body just, just gone uh-huh. oh man <sighs> so so like I know this is core is like four seasons, but that would feel like a very familiar like way to end the second of the trilogy mm-hmm. of like we won, but at what cost? Yep. Like, uh-huh. like it's a really sad victory. If we were going to do that, I think I would like Janora to become a master at some point in the second season. Yeah. And get her tattoos if we're killing off Janora at the end of this. But I really like uh I like that I like that it harkens back to Avatar and what happened with UA. Like we've already set up that sort There's of these people sort with of these precedent. like extraordinary yeah. connections can trade their life basically with these spirits. Mm-hmm. Um ugh. Especially it's all kinda, that it's moment. It's so beautiful. Like, it is that moment when they're in the spirit world where uh, Tenzin is like carrying Janora's soul and she's like, I have to go. Like, Yeah. And he never sees her again. And that's the, that's it. That's all. <laughs> and that also adds to the like, cause it's kind of brought up that like Tenzin feels bad about not being uh, able to be a spiritual leader. Cause he's never been able to meditate into the spirit world. Yeah. That adds so much more frustration to that, that like he th- like going forward of him still like if wanting to get have, into the spirit world. Yep. Uh huh. He could. Yeah. She would have never been in that situation in uh-huh. the first place. Yep. He should have been the one being Cora's spiritual guide. Yeah. And then, and <sighs> then the little bits of like revelation that he gets in this season of like, like Aang just randomly showing up spiritually to talk to him and being like, Oh, when they're in the, like, yeah, the fog, the of fog. Lost souls. <laughs> Is like, like you never needed to be me. You just need to be you. Like you can save all of that type uh-huh. of revelation as like what you build towards in yep. the third season. Uh huh. After two seasons of Tenzin angst, he finally has the like I am uh-huh. Tenzin moment of like I can't save everybody. I can't. Right. I'm only human. I'm not the Avatar. Uh-huh. I'm just the Avatar's son, and that's okay. <laughs> This is so good. Oh, Brike, what were you doing this season? We just wrote a way better show. If anybody out there knows if Netflix Ugh. is doing a reboot of Korra, they can they can they can steal that. I don't care. <laughs> I would like some compensation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they have the the well to draw from for compensation. Okay. I will accept just a large oppa plushie though as compensation. <laughs> Uh, I will accept getting to sit quietly on set while they make it <laughs> as compensation. Oh man. Uh, and, and that seems like that could really be, I want a credit for story, <laughs> a good resetting point for Cora to have to, to really be forced to be like, maybe after that she has to grow in a way of like, maybe she kind of like overcorrects after this season and is like, now instead of throwing herself into things headlong is like way too cautious now and like second guessing everything she does yeah. because she has like the weight of Janora's oh. life in her soul. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is very satisfied. And then she has to get to like a personal balance between being restrained. That is very being... satisfied. <laughs> uh, 
Well, there you have it. And in this season, she doesn't have any time for Mako because she's growing spiritually, learning things. She breaks up with him in the first episode because she she needs to spend some time reconnecting spiritually. (laughs) That should be part of her, like, going really hard into the spiritual thing. Like, (laughs) Mako, I just can't have any, like, earthly ties right now. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Like, the guru told Aang, like, you have to let go of... He's like, I don't want to let go of Katara. (laughs) Katara's like, like, peace. I'll let go of Yeah, Korra's like, peace. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, this is a long episode, but I think it was well worth it. Yeah, this is a long episode, but I I agree. We we fixed it. Um, If you have any other ideas, things that you would have liked to see in your dream alternate version of Legend of Korra Book 2, slide into the DMs. We're still taking suggestions. Yeah. Can I add one more thing? Sure. (laughs) So the thing that I like about this rewrite, this is just editora editorializing on what we just said giving ourselves a pat on the back yes (laughs) the thing i like about this rewrite is much in the same vein as the original ip as avatar Mm -hmm. like oogleck unalak (laughs) say oobleck unalak um much in the same way as like avatar like Unalak isn't a bad guy. Like, mm-hmm. like the the problems that arise are problems of like humans being fallible, but not mm-hmm. pure evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like that's one of the things that makes Avatar so beloved mm-hmm. is like the humanity of all of the characters, even ones that aren't really redeemed. Mm-hmm. Like, um. Oh, what's Zuko's sister? Azula. Azula. Like, she's mm-hmm. not really redeemed, but you understand her. Mm-hmm. Just like Cersei Lannister. You understand yeah. her. Uh-huh. Like, um, you you understand the, the, the machinations of the human brain in all mm-hmm. of these situations. And so, like, even with Unalek... Unalek? Mm-hmm. Um, being... Did not feel correct coming off of my tongue. Like, I like the idea of, again... And you kind of get that in season one, too. Like, again, Mm -hmm. the idea of, like, none of these people are acting out of pure evil. Mm -hmm. They're acting out of being humans. Yeah. And and it's also if she kind of spends the two halves of the season kind of being led by two different people, I think that's also, like, an important lesson of being discerning of, like, who is imparting wisdom to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good lesson. Definitely. All right. Well, <laughs> we just wrote a way better, way better season. Hope you were following along with, <laughs> I hope that makes as much sense and was as glorious listening back to it <laughs> as it felt when we were spitballing. <laughs> People are going to be listening to be like, what? what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps up book two. I think it's safe to say that Baby J is giving book two of Legend of Korra two thumbs down. In our version, two thumbs up. So my favorite, so far it goes Avatar season three, Avatar season two, Avatar season one, Korra season one. All of the memes that I've ever read about Avatar (laughs) and any posts on Reddit, 
Um, the trailer that we watched for oh, you're gonna put the Shyamalan above just, just the trailer. Okay, the, just trailer, the trailer was was fun. The trailer made it seem fun. Uh, I don't plan on watching the movie, but the trailer seemed fun. It's more painful than this, if you can imagine. Um, oh, that's that sounds very painful. <laughs> um, and then I would put the like the second season of Korra. Way but down. I would put our rewrite of the second season and that idea being in my head, like above season one of Korra. Like, I I think that that is really fun. I think I would put our rewrite above book one of Avatar. That's fair. Yep. I think that's fair. It's just very... <laughs> the the broad strokes are very satisfying. I Let's put it this way. I would watch Fight Club again before I would oh rewatch book two of Legend of Korra. Wow. It was so painful. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> But we're done. Like Scientology, the only way out was through. We have been through it. It is over. And hopefully we can move on. <laughs> hopefully this won't traumatize you too much. And it's not just the story. It's it's everything. It's like, bad. Like the writing of the words that they say, it's just bad. It is bad. What, what, I was trying to think of, an, of the example of like Mako and Korra talking where they were angry at each other and it was like comical. Basically any time I know, I couldn't Korra think. Well, I it's, guess it's fine. It's so bad. All right, well, that wraps, wraps up our Corona special Legend of Quarantine. My spouse made me watch it. Follow us on social media. We are on Instagram at my spouse made me watch it. Uh, we will be continuing, hopefully, if I haven't totally broken Justin's spirit. His spirit <laughs> blood might be on my hands. But we will be, conti- be continuing with uh, Legend of Korra, book three, Legend of the Quarantine. <laughs>